Wow. Wow. There we go. Today we're talking about high energy physics. Wow. High, high energy physics. And it's, it's great that we, we're finally doing a little science like episode. And we're joined by the show's very own Neil deGrasse Tyson esque <laughs> guest, Dr. Amin Abu Ibrahim. I'm, Thank I'm you. I'm not aware of that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> episode like 153. We put our guests on the spot. We do okay, that a lot. By the way. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, do, we do that a lot. We like to put them as the funniest reaction sometimes. So, uh, Amir's back. Thanks, thanks Amir, for joining us once again. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Yeah. Hello. All right. See, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is a special episode because this beautiful person right here used to be these two's uh, teacher in school, yes, right? And it's, 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 it's pretty and the cool. The last lesson in physics I had was probably with you. So let's uh, let's continue on with another lesson in physics. Yes. I mean, wow, can you tell us a little different. bit what do you do? Yeah. So I'm in uh, theoretical high energy physics or sometimes known as particle physics. So, okay. um, you know, because I mean, in theory, uh, in, in the theoretical sort of framework, we try to come up with models that explain um, unknown or uh, phenomena in physics or something that we see, you know, in nature that uh, we try to explain. Now, since- Yeah, what is a particle? Sorry. Well, okay, good question. The particle um, that we're talking about is the fundamental building blocks of the universe. So um, it's basically uh, the smallest constituents of matter. so I'm sure everybody has learned this in school that electrons are uh, a fundamental particles. So uh, a- atoms are not fundamental. You can break down an atom. Even a proton and a neutron are not fundamental. You can even break them down further to quarks. Now quarks, oh. so far as, as far as we know, uh, up to this point are fundamental particles. You cannot break them any further. So, and those are the things that I study, that I do my research in, are uh, particles that make up the, you know. Uh, so you study universe. quartz, right? Study quartz. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, their their <laughs> nature. And their nature. And like what they are like out there in the wild. So. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I want to hear, I want to hear a myth busted by you. What is, uh, so what I don't, I hear string theory. I hear like seven dimensions and like you can travel between space and time. Uh, maybe that's wrong. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I have made from the movies, right? (laughs) So what is, yeah, what is string theory? So, um, all right. So a little bit of context, Uh, the, the main issue we we have in in physics, as many, uh, some people know that, uh, we're trying to get the two worlds, uh, two different worlds actually to come together, which is the the, um, the particle world, the very small, where quantum mechanics is uh, is prevalent, is is actually the dominant law of nature, <clears throat> and the macroscopic. Basically, we're talking about the um, galaxies and stars. This is where general relativity is prevalent. So we're talking about the very big and the very small. The main issue in particle physics is that we cannot marry these together. Oh. That's the that's the main issue, mm-hmm. which is sometimes known as unification and um, we try basically to come up with models with theories in order to unify those two now one good candidate to modify to to unify um, the very big the general relativity with the very small quantum mechanics is string theory Um, now string theory has has, uh, many problems with it but um, in brief uh, 
we think of particles as made of strings, or actually they are strings okay. of a certain energy or a certain frequency and their vibrations or their energy will manifest itself as, let's say the mass. For, for example, the, if, we, if we view an electron as a, as, a, as a string, it has different vib vibrations than a quark. And that's why it has a different mass or different uh, properties. Sorry um, for asking, but like, uh, what do you mean by string? String as in string or? Like, yeah, is there now like... it's, right. Uh, a string is, is more of a mathematical, uh, 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 you know, uh, quantity. Oh, so it's, it's not like uh, a literal string. When they say string theory, they mean like a mathematical thing. Well, yeah, uh, well, sure. But <laughs> to, to actually know what a string is exactly, you need to do an experiment in order to basically measure or mm. to, to actually see a string. And we cannot mm. do that. Uh, the, not, the way they did it is moment. using that huge thing in Switzerland. Uh, a collider. Hadron Collider, yeah. Hadron Collider yeah, that was made by Professor Michio Kaku, who I was a fan of <laughs> in my youth <laughs> until I realized <laughs> physics was not for me. Uh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if it was made by him. It was not I mean, him, he, he helped. He helped in the whole. I think he was very responsible in the whole like matters of the hydron well, collider. If I'm not mistaken, there's, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. who put their uh, who had their input in there from mm -hmm. theory and from experiments. So there's there's a whole you know uh, bunch of people. But you've seen the string, um, or like they found the string? Or? No, no, no. The string, no. in order to actually probe that uh, uh, that length. Scale. We're talking about a Planckian. We call it a Planckian length scale. Basically, uh, we need colliders that are uh, that have energies that are unattainable. Mm -hmm. Not now, not in the near future. Oh wow! It's, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so some people even think that uh, we will never attain that energy. It's it's a humongous amount of energy. So probing, getting an, a, a glimpse into string theory is not attainable not now and probably not in the future. Um, so, uh, but of course we're gonna get to scales now. Uh, we can see of course the quarks and all the fundamental particles. Uh, the, last, uh, the last one was the Higgs in 2012. Okay. Um, so yeah, string theory is more of a- So wait, they've actually seen the imprints of a quark, like the, the quark's energy? Like the, so the quark, um, Right, so the, the, the thing about the quarks are uh, they do not exist in the free state in nature. Uh, they are always a bound state. They, so, so you cannot see a free quark roaming mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. They're always bound together, they bind together to form mesons or baryons or some of the baryon like a proton or a neutron, mm -hmm. for example. Which, which is the smallest one? Uh... Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, so the smallest one is the quark, but you cannot see the quark. No, I mean the uh, smallest one that you can see. Uh, exactly, like a meson or a baryon, uh, uh, which is a, a proton, for example. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a very weird thing about quarks, and that's why they're, they're a very difficult uh, realm of you know, particles. Um, on the other hand, you can see an electron. That's, oh, wow. An electron does not have to bind with other... It can be a mm. free particle. I see. Just like a muon or uh, you know, mm -hmm. the, other, the other guys. So, so they've been trying to like combine the general physics with particle physics using the string theory, but you say it's like it's not it's like too iffy. We don't have enough evidence for it yet. So, is so, there like um, a different way about it? 
Now, uh, a lot of my friends who are who are string theorists, I we always <laughs> you know, uh, I I have my opinions, and uh, you know, they their have, work is a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> they are very much. Some of them, they're very much detached from from reality, from from the experimental world, which mm. is fine. I mean, they're they're pure theoretical uh, 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 physicists, and it's fine, but. What I like, what I what I love, is to actually do theory and then take that theory and test it in real life and mm -hmm. see if it actually can predict nature, um, mm. or it can explain actually things that we have seen before, and it can can predict. This is you know this is the power of of, uh, uh, of predictive science. You know when you have uh, when you do a model in science, that's something that we learned in eighth grade uh, that. If you, when you write up a mathematical model, that model should be able to explain existing phenomena and it should be able to predict. So string theory um, uh, can do both, but it cannot actually be tested in an experiment. So uh, there are some aspects mm -hmm. of string theory that can explain existing stuff, which is great about it. And that's why people get so hyped up about it when it, when it, when it came, came into light in the, around the 80s, I think, the 70s or the, in the 80s. But then it got so ramified into so many branches and it got so complicated. And I think a lot of people got lost into the, into the abstract mathematical uh, complexity of it that sometimes they, people forget that we, what we're trying to do here is, is to explain nature. Practical and explain nature. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, but it's still, it's a very nice, attractive idea. Nice idea. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll ask you a, a fun question. This is a fun question. If I, so like, I know, like you said, you want to, or it's, you want to practice more experiments, right? And take the theoretical, put it into experiments. Let's say we gave you like a quasi infinite budget <laughs> and you can do any experiment you want, right? Uh, what, right. what is something you'd like to, uh, what's an experiment you'd like to design and see? Well, uh, a part of why I'm a theorist is because mm -hmm. I do not have the imagination of coming oh. up with experiments. <laughs> so I do, I do, I do theory, and you mm -hmm. know, I, I, I give the experimentalists the, the model, and they're like, "There we go, you can just mm -hmm. make an experiment." But you can get creative with your theory, but, right? Is that like you can yeah, think outside the box? And sure, yeah. that, that's that's what we do. But if I can think of something, is actually building a uh, a more powerful collider. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of the things that CERN and other uh, groups are pursuing right now. I think the next big collider might be built in China. Um, and also there's another one, which is a little smaller that they're trying to build in CERN in Switzerland. So that is something, um, and you know, negotiations take a long time because of funding. You, know, you, mm -hmm. you have to convince people with money, like in this case, the European Union, you have to convince the European Union that you need the money in order to build something like that. That's why negotiations take take some time. So I have. Well, uh, they have the opportunity to call it the the Great Hadron Collider of China, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And it would be very powerful. It's uh, it would be a hundred TeV basically. Oh so, wow. Uh, I don't know what that yeah. means. That sounds like a lot. hundred. <laughs> right. So what we have, what we have right now is fourteen. Oh, so 14. We're going oh from wow. 14 uh, to a hundred. So that's a lot. That's a big. That's a, mm. that's a big jump. And um, 
So that's I don't think I'm comfortable with China having anything. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm I mean, like, honest. anything that powerful. <laughs> uh, like, China on its own is already like bad shit crazy, right? But like, giving them something like that, wouldn't they be able to come up with a kind of weapon? I don't know. To, what? You know. Well, because China's weaponry system right. is crazy. So it's like, yeah, well, the same thing with the with the U.S. as well. I mean, uh, why do you trust the U.S. and not and not China? <laughs> NASA. Uh, they didn't well, trust both. That's China. why they put it in Switzerland in the first place, right? Like they're like, not you, uh, and definitely not you. They, so. they put it in some like a neutral so, uh, yeah, the country with no conflict. They should put it in Kuwait. Uh, well, really they should put it in Kuwait. Yeah. Well, we don't get involved in anything. With us. Plus, we can afford to maintain. That it, is right? true. You should pitch it. Uh, <laughs> Well, if it makes you happy, Jordan is part of the of uh, Jordan is actually a member. Uh, excuse me, a, it's an observer state in CERN, mm -hmm. so they can oh, actually okay. they put money and they also send their scientists to CERN, um, and uh, that's a good thing. Unfortunately, Lebanon is not. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. is a, is a member state, so they actually excuse me. Also, no, the U.S. is also an observer state, but they put money. Uh, into into CERN, um, but the other European unions are actually member states. I see. So when you're taking it from 14 to 100, what are um, the things you're looking for, like the, or the things you expect to find? Right. So we would. Mm -hmm. uh, you you asked me first, like what I uh, what I what's basically my my uh, my kind of research, and uh, in when I say theory, of course, it's a very broad topic. In particular, what I work uh, with is supersymmetry. And um, supersymmetry is this supersymmetry. theory. That sounds right. <laughs> is this uh, theory that tells, uh, tells us that um, for every particle that we have in nature, there's a heavier copy of it, um, of a different sort of the different spin, basically. Oh, uh, like, um, how, what was it? Uh, H2O and uh, no, the heavier version of hydrogen. Do, 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 it starts with D deuterium and tritium that's the one yep yeah well those yeah. are those are uh elements those are atoms those are um for for us those are large objects what we do is <laughs> fundamental <laughs> fundamental physics which is basically looking at the very small particles so when i when i talk about supersymmetry i'm talking about fundamental particles mm. that we haven't seen before um, for example the electron um has a certain spin uh and uh, the supersymmetric par partner of an electron is a scalar electron, which is heavier, which is something we haven't seen before. So, so we, what we basically do is we duplicate the number of particles in nature, um, and they are heavier, and that's what we call supersymmetry. This is a very sort of simplified version. If I don't want to go into <laughs> the boring <laughs> details of it, which, yeah. uh -huh. um, so those heavy particles need more powerful colliders to be created. Now, uh, we were hoping that we could see something at the LHC, but so far we haven't seen anything. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're actually going to higher energies. So to answer your question, if we go to 100 TeV rather than 14 TeV, we might be able to create those heavy particles and eventually see them. Um, you know, know. And that would be something great. Uh, but great to, uh, because <laughs> you're, great. you're basically using you're building something so big to look at something so small. small. Which, Absolutely, oh, wow. yeah. That's mm -hmm. that's exactly mm -hmm. it's a yeah, that's a nice yes. way of, of putting it. 
It's pretty cool. um, is, it, is it great just because it's like pushing science forward or is there like a practical reason behind? The... So uh, the, yeah, the reason is the, the, the model that we have that explains the universe is incomplete. So, uh, which is basically the standard model of particle physics, we call it. Uh, the standard model we know is very um, precise. It, uh, it has very accurate predictions, but um, it cannot explain everything. One of those things is dark matter, for example, or dark energy, even the masses of the neutrinos, um, those things are even gravity as well. All of these are not part of the standard model. Okay. So supersymmetry is one of those candidates that can explain, for example, uh, uh, dark matter. Oh, wow. So if you were able to, to observe a supersymmetric particle, um, that would be something great. So we would be getting closer and closer to understanding um, gravity probing, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah or dark matter or dark matter. You know, the things that that the standard model does not explain i see right. can you tell us a little bit about dark matter actually right so um now um if uh if you take for example the um the amount of matter that you have in the uh, in, in this universe um Okay, let, let's, let's start from the story from Newtonian mechanics, something that everybody learns from, from school. So if you take Newton's um, law of gravity that says that the force is proportional to the mass, do you guys still remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like no, number yeah. one, I think. <laughs> number two. Maybe three, maybe. Not sure. <laughs> well, no, this, I'm talking about the law of gravity, which is... Oh. <laughs> Neither one of them. <laughs> which is none of those. You guys can now understand how well I did in physics back in school. Mm -hmm. All right, good uh, job. Yes. You'll, you'll learn. W now. equals mg. Wait, yes, wait. This is, okay, yeah, yeah, that's the weight yeah. on... Uh, force of weight on Earth. But if we're talking about planets, you know, we have uh, two planets, so there's a force of attraction between them because they have a certain mass. So basically, the, the bigger the planets are, the, the, the bigger the force of attraction between them. Mm -hmm. So um, if you take the Newtonian mechanics and apply it to galaxies, so let's say you take a spiral galaxy, which is, for example, the Milky Way, and um, you calculate the amount of matter uh, in the Milky Way, which is basically uh, how, much, uh, how much stars are there, uh, dust, the the uh the planets everything you just put them all together is that and quantifiable though like everything yeah you, in the can, yeah you can you can calculate the mass of uh, uh of objects like that it's crazy i know but you can do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, it is um, so and then if you try and calculate the the rotation speed of the galaxy uh you will see basically that the that the further you go away from the center of the galaxy the rotation speed increases and then falls, starts falling down mm -hmm. uh, because the, the, the biggest amount of matter is more concentrated towards the center. So mm -hmm. you move further away, you have less and less matter and so on. Mm -hmm. So this is wow. what Newtonian mechanics uh, predicts that the, the velocity of the, of the galaxy should rise and then drop. Yeah. But when you go in and then you measure this by experiments, you see that the, the rotation curve goes up and then keeps going up oh, and wow. up, up keeps That's increasing. strange. Yeah. It's, it is very strange. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it, the, the reason behind this is that there is an invisible matter there. There's a certain matter that you cannot see. 
which uh, grows linearly with distance. So as you go away from, uh, uh, from the center of the galaxy, there must be some matter which is piling up uh, that you don't see. Oh. So basically you have the, the disk of the, of the galaxy. There's a halo around it of mass that is, uh, that is invisible to us. And this halo is basically dark matter. So dark matter is, is, is a matter that has mass because it has a gravitational effect on other objects. But we cannot see it because it, can, it does not interact with light. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it's called dark. I see. Um, yeah, it's there. We know it's there. Yeah. But we don't know what it's made up of. Mm -hmm. That's the main issue. Do we know if uh, it interacts with anything at all, actually? Yes, it has very weak interactions. And that's why we have experiments on Earth that are trying to detect dark matter. Um, uh, one of the experiments was actually saw a glimpse or something. There's a hint of something happening that there was a paper out uh, two months ago that we're working on right now as well to try and build the model to explain this. They saw a hint of a particle that could be dark matter at those uh, uh, at this uh, experiment. So this experiment is uh, is a laboratory underground in in Italy, uh, not not too far from here. Um, and uh, what they do is like they have this huge tank, they fill it with uh, liquid xenon. Xenon is a very heavy uh, element. So what happens is that a dark matter particle will go through the air. It will go through this huge container, which is underground, and it will pass through the xenon. So as it goes through the xenon, it will knock off electrons from it. Oh, wow. So the electrons will be picked up by, by some, something called, we call photomultiplier tubes, and a current will be generated and you can see a signal basically on the screen. So uh, what they saw a couple of months ago, they saw a signal at a certain energy uh, that they could not uh, rule out. So basically there is something there, but it needs more study uh, to figure out if it's really dark matter or it's something else which is causing the signal. So that's something very exciting and we're actually yeah. working, working on right now to see mm -hmm if we can come up with a theoretical model to, to explain this, uh, this success. Just, uh, just out of curiosity, the, the, the currents that they get, like when what um, range are they like? They must be really, really low in the micron. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I don't have a number at the top of my head now, but they're extremely, extremely tiny. And they, they use, of course, amplification to sort of amplify the signal. And then, then you can mm -hmm. actually see it. Just like in the case of gravitational waves, that's also something else. Mm -hmm. um, all those uh, effects are minute, they're very, very, very uh, uh, small. So of course you need amplification to, to kind of nice. do that. Nice, yeah. oh wow, yeah. Um, I always thought that like, I didn't, I didn't realize that physics still has a long way to go to <laughs> keep learning about different things. I thought that was it. I, mean, I thought yeah, we discovered sure. gravity. I, I, I thought we discovered everything and now we're looking up at the skies, the sky. right? Like, that's mm, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's so many things, of course. Uh, physics is a very exciting. I mean, I'm only talking about particle physics now. I mentioned there are so many other uh, yeah. fields. Of physics and, fields. Uh, let's 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 yeah. stay with the theoretical. Let's stay with the theoretical physics. Um, I, yeah, this, this is another fun fun question. So, um, <laughs> gra um, gra so from what I understand, um, a theory is only a theory until it, and you give further evidence or is disproven, right? And as for the theory of gravity. Um, is is that like uh, a solid theory or um, from what I understand it has been disproven so 
And if, uh, <laughs> okay. This, the fear of gravity? I guess, Ali, can you pull up the UFO videos? I guess there's a time. So pull up the... <laughs> oh, we're, we're doing this now? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, like right now. Yeah, 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 just pull it up. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you saw the, the classified leaked videos of the UFOs by the Pentagon. Um, so I heard about these. No, okay, let's yeah, them. let's show. Let's you just heard show you about the, them. Let's just show you the video, sir. Yeah. You're about to <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad we're Everything doing this. <laughs> you have studied <laughs> is about to be thrown out the window. Watch ah, with a two minute video. <laughs> let's All right. see. All right, let me give you a little bit of context before mm -hmm. we dive in. So, these are Navy, not even Navy, these are like Air Force pilots. And as you know, Air Force pilots they pilot a plane that moves in ridiculous amounts of speeds and can do these certain aerial maneuvers that are on its own crazy right mm -hmm. on their normal day-to-day -day, you know ventures of flying their plane <laughs> which is what they do i'm guessing uh, yeah it's not really an operation it's just they take their planes out for a spin basically <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> that's yeah, it? So, okay. so uh they see mm -hmm. this foreign object flying in a way here let me let me since i'm giving context uh what they are looking at they were looking at this foreign object cigar shaped as you'll see them described moving in a way that it, like just defines physics that we know basically like it, it's out of our I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, from physics, what I understand, right? like the, the way it moves gravitationally is it just moves up, down, left, right, zigzag, a super speed. So yeah, um, maybe without any heat coming out of it. <laughs> Ali, can you share sound maybe? Oh, yeah. uh, there's it's just a YouTube guy cool. talking. So cool. mm -hmm. this is the object taken from wow. the flight, right? Cigar shaped, as you can see. And it's just, it's moving in ways that are just crazy. Look at that. Yeah, it is moving strange. Like, uh, this is a very high speed, so they're barely keeping up with it, right? Look at the way it's, it's tilting, it's moving. So, um, okay. Has this been confirmed to be real then? Right. Yeah, this yeah, is this like was, from this the Pentagon. by the Pentagon. Yeah, by the Pentagon. Oh. Mm -hmm. Like the actual Pentagon, do you, right? Do you really uh, think, or do you do you see that the weird motion of it? I don't see it weird. Yeah, we don't. Uh, is there oh, any? Let me, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see anything Yeah, weird no, that is, no, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, the shape, maybe. Look, they, they can barely keep up yeah, with it. Yeah, like, you see that? Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. Here, let me, let me open. It's very moving. This is why I didn't want to share something. All of these videos have been leaked in the past, but the U.S. government now confirms they are genuine. Look at that. In a statement, the Department of Defense said it was oh, wow. releasing the videos in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that's been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos. Hmm. The aerial phenomena observed in these videos, they say, remain characterized as unidentified. Unidentified. Wow. There you go. Um, courtesy of sky news obviously please don't shut this video down uh but uh so otherwise from what i understand it has no heat it has no propulsion system uh, mm. and the way it moves like it doesn't move linearly it moves like zigzag up down mm. at like mm -hmm. tremendous speeds like they barely mm. caught it on footage i don't know if you saw right yeah. so i don't know if what's the theory uh, 
first. I mean, yeah, I do not know about even, this stuff. Even the <laughs> officials, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. If those, uh, yeah, you know, officials have no explanation. I definitely don't have any. I don't That's know. Right. Um, but but yeah. but again, it would be it would be strange if we were alone uh, in this universe. It is definitely there's definitely something out there. But the question is, have they? Visited, visited us? Did you have contact with them? That is something I don't know. Um, I have a theory uh, about <laughs> that. What's your, what's your theory? Something there. <laughs> uh, I think they probably visited us once and they're like, yo, these guys are too dumb for us. <laughs> they're just like... Could be. Could yeah, be. Yeah. Or, uh, like, that's um, my theory. Because let's be honest. If they reached us before we reached them, that instantly tells me they are much more advanced than we are. We can't even find them, let alone reach them. And they found us, right? So, so <laughs> okay. I, listen to this then. If you're into theories, um, mm-hmm. uh, do, do you guys know about like new age religion and stuff? It's, it's completely absurd, basically. It's like really no. good story, really, really good storytelling. Um, masquerading as a religion but anyhow they have this idea that there's something called the tetrahedron square pyramid and it's a, it's a shape thing right uh, so you can you can google it just put tetrahedron pyramid and you'll see it <laughs> and basically okay. they have this idea that uh, if you meditate long enough with the right crystals <laughs> <laughs> with the right crystals yeah. yeah something like that basically you, your third eye carries you in a tetrahedron that allows you to travel through space <laughs> at oh, tremendous God. speed just like that just like that hmm. or the people who are as, you know that's a tetrahedron equivalently <laughs> dumb as i am this is a tetrahedron uh, right. Now, this, this, yeah, the shape I'm, is just I'm, normal. I'm, There's nothing special about it, but they just have this strange idea about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and that's how they explain the pyramids and stuff. It's actually really funny. You should look it up one time. I see. All right. Yeah. No. Since we have some time to waste at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. If you, have, if you ever have also more time to waste, since I'll throw in one more in there. So, um, like spirits and stuff, like, I don't know if uh, you can detect. Um, from, from we've, Amir and I had an episode with a paranormal investigator. And, uh, yes. Okay. From, okay. Yeah, and from from what we understood, there are ways to detect um, spirits and mm-hmm. the afterlife and paranormal. So, anyways, if you're if you have extra spare time, also. <laughs> well, uh, the, so somebody somebody asked this question to a uh, to a physicist. Um, I don't know years back and the answer came from a physicist from CERN basically that if ghosts were real and those you know paranormal entities were real we should have detected them at CERN because our instruments are actually sensitive to a certain range of energy that um, if if any of those things passed through we should have been able to detect them and we haven't detected anything so uh, that's true but ghosts are smart <laughs> ghosts are smart <laughs> yeah they avoid yeah these guys are gonna put us out there and we're trying to scare some idiots so let's not you know that's <laughs> the smart ones right that's probably what they're thinking but speaking of time uh mm-hmm. time travel 
Oh, wow. I thought, oh. I thought you were going to say, speaking of time, time is up. Bye-bye. Okay. No, 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 no. We, we, we got all the time in the world. Uh, speak out, yeah. No, speak no, no. Of time. Uh, time travel. Sure, time or, travel. Or, <laughs> we're, we're traveling through time right now, dude. How, how I'm in the present future now. <laughs> now. Are, we, are we done? Yeah. Cool. How, how, how realistic is time travel to go back in time or move forward in time? Um, please say very realistic. Please say very realistic. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm going to try to be sort of more scientific in my approach please. and, and <laughs> project my, my yeah, be a <laughs> even if it breaks my dreams, it's cool. <laughs> uh, so, no, it's not possible to go backwards in time. Um, that's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of paradox, but. Uh, I, I always, whenever I ask question, which is a little bit controversial or still an open question in, in physics, I always tend to say, uh, as of yet, mm -hmm. it's not possible. You know, mm. uh, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, we wouldn't be uh, even thinking about doing this conversation that we're doing right now. You know, you might ask somebody back then, it was like, no, that's absurd. You cannot just talk to someone over, you know. Uh, a plastic, uh, you know, well, yeah, on the screen, and you can see yeah. the person and hear them. So, yeah. so you know, advancement in technology is always. Um, it's not uh, just technology; it's also, our, I think, it's also our understanding of the sciences, right? Like before Newton, people tied themselves to their beds, right, thinking they would <laughs> drift off into space if they we fell asleep. But because, you know. An apple fell on his head. Instead of making a mazel, he decided to study the whole thing, right? And it was like, you know what? Yeah. There's gravity. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, of course. Who knows? Science Who knows? is the, the, the basic here. Um, so I would say that at, at this point, even um, there are some paradox. There's a paradox that might come up by actually going backwards in time, which is. Uh, uh, you know, if you if you go backwards, let's say in time, what uh, prevents you from, for example, killing your grandfather, and in this case, you won't be conceived. So basically, you will alter the future. So this paradox is still is still going. Now, I I heard recently that someone solved it, but I was not able to read the paper yet. They they put a paper. It's actually a peer-reviewed paper. Uh, mm. So uh, it, it's something in quantum mechanics that. There was a way in order to circumvent this this dilemma of, of basically this paradox of going back and probably killing your grandfather and, and so on. Um, so I, I don't know how they resolved it, but it seems it's, it's resolved. So I don't know how would this applies wow. to, to reality, but um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not very possible at this at this point. Not yet. Uh, yeah. I have a question for you. Like, how does um, pursuing physics change the way you look at life. Like, how how does it affect you on a daily basis? Like, psychologically, when you when you look at things, are you always concerned with cause and effect, or? Um... Um, well, definitely, like pursuing physics and studying physics will discipline you in a way. Uh, you, I don't, I I don't you know, tend to look at my, like, you know, little things in, in life and just things that you shouldn't worry too much about it. Like, 
Yeah, you know, there, there are bigger, bigger things. When, when you, when you see, for example, you know, there are far more bigger things in in this uh, in this universe or in you know even on Earth here that, um, yeah. uh, than than the lot of things probably you see in in your everyday life. So yeah, you you it, it definitely changes you. It disciplines you. It it makes you more mature. That's that's how I at least I, I you know I felt when you. I I remember back at uh, back at school I came to you one time uh, and I was just I was really excited about this book uh, uh, by Stephen Hawking. I don't know if you remember. It was a brief history of time, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I came to you and I was like, and you were really excited about it. You're like, yeah, you should read more of his books. You should read the. Uh, the universe right. in a nutshell and then i told you like okay so what is a good quality uh for for particle theorists uh, and i was telling you oh, he needs to be creative and then you're like no he also needs to not be stupid <laughs> <laughs> did i say that okay probably, probably, probably I say that. <laughs> Done, you, you put your teacher on the spot <laughs> probably, probably i said that um, I, I don't know in what context i said like at uh no, it was uh, it was in a humorous way. Like yes, obviously, yes, yes. we're trying to like uh, disencourage <laughs> yeah. me. Uh-huh. Yeah, Listen, yeah. Uh, whatever you say on this show, you can never be more offensive than me. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I said right. some crazy shit on here. Don't worry about it. What, uh, what are some good particle physics books if you want to get an understanding of it? If there are anything that's easy. Um, so there's. Uh, if you know there's some start from the uh, fundamental stuff i think you can read those books by Feynman those are called the Feynman lectures in physics um they they're good they're they're actually old ones mm-hmm. so Feynman is uh, somewhere in the uh, i don't know where he actually wrote them but Feynman like died uh, died i think in the 80s but uh, they're still relevant, uh, okay. and Feynman was known as a um, as a master of of uh, lecturing in uh, in physics and making a difficult topic seems to seem like very approachable and, and easy to to comprehend. So yeah, uh, the Feynman lectures in physics are actually good. Yeah, definitely. Listening to you make it like sound accessible it gets me excited about reading like articles again, and getting back into it because it's been a long time since I've done things like that. So it's really nice to hear yeah. that you can still understand it, <laughs> even if you don't understand the mathematics of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, once you have the the background that you had in school and uh, the common sense, then uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> you guys see, uh... So I can't read the book. Good I mean, to know. Uh, uh, if I can suggest a good physics sure. book, uh, this is also to the viewers watching. Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, Those are one of my. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read that. Uh, I mean, but that book is really good. He's not in a hurry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're ever in a hurry, you can, you can listen yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, Neil is definitely a, a very good uh, physicist. He's um, uh, he he's a good communicator basically he brings mm-hmm. topics in physics just like uh, brian green and those other guys yeah uh they bring difficult topics in, in physics and they try to make them uh you know more more uh, approachable to to you know people regular people who don't have background in physics and he's a very good communicator definitely i haven't read that book um uh, i've seen some of his shows i think uh yeah star talk he's very good yeah podcast right. by neil degrasse tyson yeah yeah it's a really good podcast it's one of those few ones i genuinely enjoy 
other than A to the show. Speaking of A2, boys, I think. I just want to ask one more thing. So you just made me self-aware right now in that moment. You mentioned something about like, like we wouldn't have imagined that you can have like a Zoom conversation with us talking. Last time I saw you was in the human flesh and now I see you in data ones and zeros. So I'm going to give you my basic understanding of what I think is happening right here. And maybe you can tell us a little more. So there's light gets captured by my camera, um, gets transformed into like data code, gets <laughs> sent to space through my Wi-Fi, satellite okay. bounces it out around, finds Amin's whatever zip, zip code, connects right, us. Or, uh, At this point, I'm lost. Finds your IP address, yeah. right? And then the same thing yeah. for you. your camera records your light and then your face and then your audio records your sound and, right. and right. it does the like, uh, it processes it um, <laughs> inside and outside. Yeah, I'm kind of, yeah. So am I right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, in principle, <laughs> the, the, yeah, that, that's right. That's the, that's the skeleton of it. But the, of course, the, uh, the intricate details are, are far more complicated when it comes to data processing, which is uh, I'm not an expert in. Mm -hmm. uh, when it, when uh, uh, my expertise ends when with light capturing your image and then when it's being transported to the computer, uh, this is a whole new world. Uh, when you can actually see the things, his expertise stops. So yeah, we've, we've hit our timestamp, boys. This was fun. It's nice to meet you, uh, Professor or Dr. Amin. Uh, Thank you. Title, so I'm kind of confused. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about that. I just said you can say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, this has been fun. Uh, physics. Yeah, this was pretty chill, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching another Thank episode. If you did enjoy, please do subscribe, right. like, share, share. Make sure to share important. and subscribe. Those two things. Yeah, those two are very important. What happens if you don't uh, subscribe? I mean, <laughs> what happens if you don't subscribe? Well, I don't. You won't get the notifications. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think of it too Uh Am I right, boys? You uh, lose your electrons or something if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this forever. If you don't subscribe, you lose your electrons. <laughs> Peace, love, happiness. Wait, make sure that yeah. I mean, is there anything else you'd want to shout out or say before? Let the world know. Or... I just want to say thank you for this. Uh, it was great seeing you again and meeting Ali. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys had to change this to eight cubed or just gonna keep the eight square. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's eight to it's eight to the power of four now. The <laughs> power <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too many. Here. Yeah, it's, it's been nice. Uh, yeah. Well, eight to the power of four will put quantum physicists in a whole new dimension of studies. <laughs> Until that happens. <laughs> Thank you. Myth number three says your brain adapts so that it can function just as well on less sleep. Mm, out. That's a myth too. So. <laughs> he knows it. She knows it. She knows the facts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the brain can adapt. Uh, I'll say, I'll give it that. Like, the brain, brain is flexible. It is a half myth. Yes. The brain is flexible, the brain can adapt if you don't have enough sleep. So think about mothers with newborn babies. They, they'll be sleep deprived for a long time. So their brain can adapt. Oh. But uh, yeah, it time. should be a temporary, yeah, it, it should be a temporary. <laughs>